millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome, guys, to Into the Nerdverse, given to you by Robot Republic Network. If you have not heard of Robot Republic, you should, because if you go on ACAST, Spotify, or iTunes, you will find a variety of different podcasts, such as The Treehouse, which I guess Sammy Dodger Minds has been on, uh, The Gaming Manifesto, which I guess Sammy Dodger Minds has been on, <laughs> and Recharge Wrestling, which I guess Sammy Dodger Minds has not been on. It's only a matter of time, though. It's only a matter of time, but I thought, you know what, it's about time I get you on. Even though it's like we've only been around for a few uh, issues now, have to bring on you because everyone else has fucking used your clout. And it's, now it's my turn. I mean, to be fair as well, out of everyone, like, we're actually, like, in real life friends. Like, yeah. I hadn't I hadn't met any of the others until doing the podcast and it's like <laughs> that because you introduced me and then it's kind of like... I should probably do, you know, for that person that I've actually spent quality time with, uh, you know, probably appear on their podcast. Exactly. But guys, as always, of Into the Nervous, my name is Bob Barlow, and we have the uh, esteemed, very annoying uh, co-host, that is... Stacey Jacks. What's up, guys? Woo! Question. Does Stace- did you know that Stacey Jacks is also the name of one of the characters in Rock of Ages? That's where do you think he got the yeah, name it from? Ki- it, is that where it comes like, from? Yeah, yeah, literally, I based my entire online persona uh, or you on Switch be- and everything on Stacey Jacks because I would love to play him in his stage show. Of Rock of Ages. Uh, I'm saying because, like, obviously, the film is Tom Cruise. So, do you just want to be yeah. Tom Cruise? <laughs> no, I don't want to be Tom Cruise. <laughs> I mean, you'd have to lose um, a about too- a foot. I'm a bit too tall to be Tom Cruise. Yeah, you'd also and... have to agree with Scientology, and that's just a big red flag right there. Oh no, I I believe in the Great Spaghetti Monster. Ah, understand it. Uh, I mean, yeah. usually Stacey's personality is the red red flag, but like you know, if he puts Scientology, that's the least of their worries. Yeah, no, exactly. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm 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 on an FBI watch list for different reasons. Oh yes, understandable. Yeah. Oh God, I remember that day. And then there's me. I'm here too. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. If you didn't realise, guys, Sammy is also here. Hi. We have a special guest. I we am have a special guest. We have uh, a guest who didn't like being called, uh, was it, an influencer? On the um, last podcast, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you also, it felt weird when people talk about, like, the fact that you are well-known. Um, yeah. Uh, which is, you know, it's always, it's always fun. But, um, Hi. Hi. Hi, person. Hi, person that I I uh, followed and then somehow became friends with. Yeah, it did. It's kind of weird. Like, I'm you know, person be- who knows my best friend. <laughs> 
no but it was really strange because like you literally like, you were a follower of mine and then like obviously you got added in because they're doing some bits for like other people and I was just like oh no this guy's all right he's not a fucking creep like it's fine <laughs> it it was it was a very weird moment when I just like I'm just in Kai's stream and then you just see a chance to I was Barlow not in CSP yet and then next thing I know I'm on a video call with everyone I'm like hi guys and now I don't know what to do without half of you because annoyingly you're great friends. Yeah, we all love each other. It's great, even though we are seen to hate each other on the internet. <laughs> Apart from Gil, Gil can fuck off. Oh yeah, um, we, we hate Gil. Mr. Gillybutt is his new name. <laughs> but we're gonna start as we always do, guys, with the nerd news of the week. And as we're filming this a week in advance, that there, there, there's not much. Um, we don't know what's happening next week. So next week for us is this week for you listening. Um, yeah. Move movie wise, James Bond will be coming out. Will be out potentially. Hold on. As of right this moment, James Bond is officially in cinemas. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it comes out on the day this comes out. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Well, it just. Nice. Comes... <laughs> I mean. Like it's it's been, it's about time really because obviously the theme tune done by Billy Billy Eilish was released like a year ago. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> as of this moment, or for us three right now, in twelve days, uh, not twelve. It's that's wrong. That's at nine. Sorry, math. Uh, it will be out. We think potentially, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> this is when we start our next issue with. And now we are still waiting for the release of the James Bond movie. <laughs> yeah. That's going to um, become a running joke real quick. Oh, uh, I heard Operation Mincemeat is due to come out in the next seven days, roughly. Uh, Finally! Of this. I wonder who's in that movie. Hmm, I don't know. Definitely <laughs> not mis- Stacy. No, definitely not me. It's not like I spent the fucking four days on a beach in Devon freezing my testicles off. I have a feeling he did that. Yeah, and he wouldn't let me forget it. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Um, but yeah, we know what comics are coming out this week for you guys and next week for us for because us. we're so far ahead of ourselves. We're massive nerds. Stacy, do you have a top five? I do indeedy. So first one up is Berserker, written by the esteemed Keanu Reeves and a, and a uh, very well-known uh, New York uh, author. Uh, this is uh, being released by Boom Studios. It's being released on the 29th of September. Um, uh, do you want to hear a quick uh, little uh, summary of what Berserker is about? I'm not going to lie. If it's written by Keanu Reeves, I, I kind of have to know. I mean, okay. that's just the rule if anything is made by Keanu Reeves. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> the man known only as B is half mortal and half god, cursed and compelled to violence, even at the sacrifice of his sanity. But after wandering the world for centuries, B may have finally found refuge, working for the US government to fight the battles too violent and too dangerous for anyone else. In exchange, B will be granted the one thing he desires, the truth about his endless blood-soaked existence and how to end it. So that's Berserker uh, issue five coming out on the 29th. Uh, next one B- I got, Star Wars. Oh, sorry, you were saying? I was going to say, B got deep, damn. Yeah. Oh, real deep. I just, B got real deep. I was expecting it to be some kind of like uh, John Wick knockoff. I'm not going to lie. 
<laughs> oh no, this is this this is a quite apparently there's been complaints about uh, the Berserker series so far about how violent it actually is in the comic books. Oh, screw that. The violence is grand. Exactly. Have they ever read a Predator comic? Like those are really Mate, that really is a violent. shout. Predator I in general. Love Predator comics. Yeah. Okay. But next up on my list, I've got Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunters, issue 17 by Marvel Comics. That's coming out on the 29th of September. Uh, Batman Reptilian, issue 4 by DC Comics, 28th of September. Mm -hmm. Deathstroke Incorporated, issue 1, DC Comics, 28th of September. And finally, Ruby Justice League, issue 6 by DC Comics, 28th of September again. So they're teaming up with uh, Rooster Teeth's uh, Ruby team. Uh, this is the sixth issue that they would release Ruby working with the Justice League and in the rest of the DC universe. Love I'm not going to lie. Again, like last week, or in three days for us when it actually gets released, but last week for everyone else. Mm. Uh, because again, issue two hasn't even come out yet and we're already recording issue three. <laughs> uh, for me... Uh, Image Comics Spawn 322 comes out because on the cover of it, it's Spawn holding a railgun mixed with a minigun with what looks like RPGs and rocket launches attached to it because why wouldn't Spawn do that? I, I think uh, that sounds like a normal Monday for Spawn. <laughs> that, that, yeah. Um, also, uh, something killing the children, issue 20 from Boom Studios because the artwork just looks very different to what I'm used to and I want to know what killed the children. Uh, <laughs> also, <laughs> we also have, uh, I'm going to be honest, Blade Runner 2029, issue 8, coming out on September 29th. The only reason I say this is actually the graphic novels for Blade Runner are insane, whereas the movies are shite. Um, I feel like I'm going to get some backlash for saying that, but I, I personally just don't care. No, you're right. They're just boring. Like, Yeah, they're not. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Um, the only thing that makes any of them relatively okay is um, why is I'm why my Harrison Ford there it is yeah. um, like it's the only thing that makes them slightly okay. You could <laughs> cut the first hour from each of those movies and still nothing would happen because like nothing happens. They're just so by like the last ten minutes you're like oh this film's finally getting good. Next thing you know the credits are rolling. Yeah. Just a a bit of a letdown. I've never seen any of the Blade films. They're, the Blade Runner films. So. They're not. Don't. They're not good. They're just I, dull. Yeah. So so dull. All, all I know is Harrison Ford. That is where my knowledge that's of Blade all, Runner begins. That's and all ends. you really need to know yeah. about the Blade Runner franchise. Harrison Ford's in it. Uh, so weird. And <laughs> that then man's, that man's a dilf. Yes, he is. <laughs> My final two, like you, Stacey, I've always said Star, Star Wars or War of the Bounty Hunters, uh, mainly because um, it's Star Wars. Um, I'm not going to lie. Uh, and I'm a simp. Uh, and then finally, I've gone with this from Image Comics called Die. Oh, and it's it. mainly because I've read the bio for it, and you're going to love how detailed this is. Are you ready? Right. I need, yeah. like, like, you could never go home, said Sol way back in issue two. Let's see if he was right. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> that I, I I like that because it just represents an air of mystery. Like, ha, who the fuck? Yeah. Like, there's just nothing. I want to see what the last one before that. There's a part episode uh, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen are a four part series. 
Um, and it literally says, the final encounter approaches. Everything is to play for, even if everyone's already lost. Sus. Wow. Yeah. Don't very... be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> this is what happens when you put <laughs> people that enjoy creating content in a room together. Yeah, pretty much. Right. We now go to what is called What If, because I'm totally not ripping off Marvel. As Sammy will admit from my D&D campaigns, um, I, I just rip off a lot of things. Um, I don't think I ripped off anything yesterday or last week for the people listening you, to this. You did, you did one thing, but I can't remember what it was, but I remember Dalton picking you up on it. <laughs> Oh yeah, probably. And then, like the week before, it was just constant. It was like there was like fifty or sixty different references in the space of like three hours. <laughs> no one also picked me up on the fact that the amount of uh, guys working, the amount of cultists working for the Lich, is also the exact amount of Horcruxes that Voldemort has, and he yeah. he himself is indeed a Lich. So uh... yeah, no, you know, no, you you you're right, you're right. <laughs> like... So. This is our what if where I will give, sometimes I will give both of them uh, their own scenario or I will give them one to discuss between themselves and see what happens. This time I have got one. Now, are we ready for this? Yes. Go ahead. So to put into consideration, a lot of people are now starting to speculate that Venom is now part of the MCU. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are suggesting that the symbiotes have been experimented on for a long time. My uh, what if for you guys is what if Tony Stark found the symbiotes first and therefore became Venom? Is this before his uh, he was um, attacked in, um, in in the convoy? Which this is whilst he is whilst he is Iron Man. So whilst he's Iron Man... So yeah, so basically when Stark Industry starts okay. focusing on uh, scientific advancements rather than weapons. Right. And he's solely found the Venom symbiote. And he's found others. just the symbiotes in general. All right. But somehow, like, Venom has latched to him. Okay. I mean, it'd be Iron Venom. That sounds kind of cool. I, is that a thing, though? Let me just Google that quickly. I want to see if that's a thing. I don't well, think it. I'm not sure if it is. I can name pretty much most of the symbiotes off the top of my head because I'm a nerd <laughs> and, like, Venom is one of my Well, favorites. I've just found a picture. It's, it's called Maximum Venom. Ah. Uh, Venom by Iron, Venom, Venom Iron Man. That's a really cool Funko Pop, actually. It's not a thing, but it's a cust- custom-made... Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean... It'd be interesting to see, like, how something, you know, extraterrestrial essentially combines with human tech, even though it's advanced human tech, advanced human tech, like, how would that work? Would it latch to the suit or would it latch to Stark himself? Well, here's the thing. I reckon Stark, so first of all, if he's discovered symbiotes in all the symbiotes and Venom's latched onto him, uh, because he's such a big brain motherfucker, uh, and with the help of Venom's knowledge as well, I reckon mm. he'd be able to be, uh, create a better containment system for the symbiotes. Yeah, that's uh, definitely than what we possible, saw in, eh? in, in the Venom in the first Venom film. Oh yes, definitely. a tube, 
a, a tube with some a locks tube. on it. A tube, <laughs> and we'll put the patients who've been attached to the symbiote in these glass containers because that was always a good idea. Hey, hey, oh, yeah, hey, man. it's a slightly bigger tube. By like, what, a diameter of three? <laughs> yeah. uh, the, 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 the issue with this, I reckon, as well, is that if... Because S.H.I.E.L.D. was watching Iron Man and all of Stark tech the entire time anyway. Mm-hmm. So they were watching Tony, they were watching Stark, uh, Stark Industries. So if they would have caught wind of this whole symbiote thing, there's a chance S.H.I.E.L.D. at the time would have literally tried to either take steal or t- take over the operation or steal the symbiotes by force yeah 100 percent. that's definitely something shield would do so you probably would have seen a, uh, a a very big conflict between stark industries and shield at that point i think it'd be interesting to see as well which symbiote would attach to stark because obviously we're assuming mm-hmm. it's venom but obviously you've got like riot carnage scream um rage all the all of the other ones it'd be it'd be interesting to see which one would actually because they say that obviously the symbiote can uh latch onto a person it's compatible with or it's like they're trying to be compatible with not necessary because sometimes they're attached to the ones and it's like her body dies but which symbiote would be most compatible with tony stark uh, so, so it's got to be a symbiote that's very selfish but admired but loves loves itself and loves its intelligence yeah and I'm, to be quite frank, Venom isn't quite like that. No, no, I'm good. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure I, I think one's named Thrash, but I can't remember. So I'm very gonna. I currently have it. them in front of me. Uh, so you have uh, uh, Null is the creator. Then you have All Black, Void Knight, Grandor, and Venom. From uh, Grandor, you have uh, <laughs> Tyrannosaurus. From Venom, you yeah. have Carnage, Sleeper, Scream. Uh, Riot, Phage, Agony, and Lasher. Also, Mania and Anti Venom. That's it, not Thrasher. And then from Carnage, you have Rays, Toxin, and Scorn. And then from Riot, Phage, Agony, and Lasher combining, you have the hybrid. Yeah, see, I don't feel like any of them would be able to be com- like, in no- knowing what most of them are like, I don't think any of them would be super compatible with Tony Stark. No, there might be one that's majority compatible with Tony, but then again, what depending on which symbiote fuses with Tony initially, they could actually try and manipulate Tony in such a way to create, say, Iron Man suits that can hold a symbiote in a humanoid form yeah. and basically become these symbiote uh, weaponized, um, like Iron Man symbiotes that have just got their own fucking Iron Man armor. I don't and, know, and they don't I... actually need a host. I feel like I've decided which one I reckon would combine. Which one do you think? I reckon it'd be Scorn. I think Scorn is possibly the most accurate, um, but I still don't think it's compatible enough. Like, don't get me wrong, it's like it's far more compatible than say like Scream, who is just completely unhinged. Which um, which, which um symbiote has uh, daddy issues? Scream. All of them. <laughs> scream 100 percent yeah. obviously Sc- scream's one of the ones that um that was born out of uh i can't remember if they were born out of venom or carnage uh scream was born out of venom, venom i think it was yeah i think it was venom but obviously they latched on to uh a woman it's diana something or something like that. Di- diane diego or something i think that was her name um but she was schizophrenic so, like, the two combining together, like, she just turned into, like, a rage monster. 
and like immediately the first thing was i want to kill venom so daddy issues the house like <laughs> yeah because i believe scream originally was around the time of the cold war when they forced first brought yeah. her out yeah, um, yeah. isn't yeah, she the was... one with like medusa style hair like but yeah, like fiery it's, red it's super long red with yellow tips and then she's got like the ready yellow color to her but she was like released the same as i think it was like agony lasher um and those like that that section of them were the ones that were created from venom i just i love quite... this carry on i'll just I, after. I, I, i'll tell you what would be quite interesting because like of course, as we know in the uh, canonically in the comic books, at some point Venom latches to Peter Parker. Yes. What if during this whole thing that Iron Man has and Tony Stark has discovered the symbiotes? What if he brought in Peter during like what if it was during his time with Peter, with Spider Man and all that? Well, Do you so think Venom is... would have latched onto? Spider-Man, say if he latched onto Tony, I mean, do you think he would have latched onto Peter instead afterwards? The way this is thinking for mm. me is if it was to latch onto Peter, I've got technically when he takes over Shield eventually after Winter Soldier, by that logic, he would get all of his symbiotes back anyway. Because I feel like yeah. by the and then obviously in Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man ends up in that very, very heavily locked Avengers facility. And I reckon yeah. that would be the time where potentially he it gets like he just kind of comes into contact with Venom. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting. Well, like a, a, a kind of like a side question, but which like member of the MCU would be like the worst possible person for a symbiote to latch onto? Doctor As Doom. in destruction. Oh, Doctor wise? Doom. Yeah, yeah that's true. a shout. Like, <laughs> very, no, yeah. He don't need any. Latching onto Doctor Doom. <laughs> Fuck that. He don't need any more power. Like, <laughs> imagine giving like, him the anti venom. Like, uh, if, if he was either anti venom or toxin, that would just be. Yeah, that is good by universe time. Yeah. Even Galactus just yeets himself out of yeah. the scenario. Yeah, that's just no. <laughs> Ouch! Everybody's dead. <laughs> I could see him combining with—is uh, it Phage? Phage, yeah. But like, yeah, that's the one person you don't want to. Well, to be fair, like, I don't even think Thanos would be that bad if he hit symbiosis. Like, at no, the end of the day, he'd still just snap and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Accidentally snaps his own symbiote. Imagine that. Oh my god! <laughs> half of all existence. That means half all sim- half of all symbiotes. Yeah, literally. You know what? That would be interesting, actually. If like, uh, what if um, Thanos ended up on Clintar and tried to do the finger click on the planet where the symbiotes are from? I don't. I. Oh my god! I don't know. That's a weird concept, is... isn't it? That is very strange. Like, what if the like like the final Infinity Stone was on Clintar? When uh, the the race is called the Clintar, I, I'm assuming the planet would also be called the same because all I've got here is it's the Clintar originally are better known as the symbiotes are a species of inorganic amorphous symbiotic extraterrestrials created from the living abyss. So they'd just be being sent back into the abyss. 
just non-existently into the abyss. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they go to the non-living abyss. Yeah, the dead abyss. <laughs> I think that would be quite an interesting one, like, because then by that logic, it would be Riot that was would at least try. Oh, 100%. Riot, Riot's kind of like the leader yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> He's got cool yeah. shit. He's got, he has got shit you have never seen. They, they, they can live on their planet quite happily without a host. So what if yeah. they just got hold of the Infinity Gauntlet full stop with all the Infinity Stones? I mean, it's kind of hard to snap without a hand. They don't have hands. <laughs> they're just goo when they're not taking <laughs> like a host. Maybe two of them can like stick together and like make Pull some connections. <laughs> it's like run really fast. What I love is the fact that obviously Noel created all of the symbiotes. What I love is the fact that he was completely, or they, or she, I don't know, actually know what Noel was, um, was completely like disconnected from the symbiotes just because Odin went, no, Thor went. Yeah, I'm not having any of this. <laughs> and um, like, just disconnected. But then that kind of made the rest of the symbiotes kind of run right, run yeah. wild. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I thought this was a good idea in practice, my friend. But uh, you damn, you messed up. Thought Thor was just there saying "fuck you" and the bullshit you just created. It's very true. Yeah. Damn, I'm just looking at how many actual, like, fully, how many people the Venom symbiote has latched onto. A lot. So many. This is the list of just simply who Venom is uh, combined with. So we've got Telkar, currently deceased, an unknown alien warrior, deceased, unnamed Mammalian, Mammalian, deceased, uh, Wade Wilson, Peter Parker, Quinton Beck, Reed Richards, She-Hulk, Invisible Woman, Powerhouse, someone called Leonard, also dead. Uh, <laughs> Eddie guy. Brock, Eddie Brock, note, well, Eddie, dead. Eddie Brock, which then created both anti venom and toxin, uh, yeah. <laughs> and waning, which created she venom, um, Angelo Fortuna, another version of venom, another version of Spider Man in Mac Gargan, Carol Danvers, that would have been a weird one, that would have been a weird one, that would, yeah, uh, Carl Henriksen, also dead, a lot of these guys are dead. Um, guy Death called is a Sam. I'm seeing a trend here. Can yeah. you spot it? Yeah. Guy <laughs> called Samson, currently dead. Uh, Flash Thompson, which ended up creating Agent Venom, uh, which yes. I believe is the one they're running with at the moment in Guardians of the Galaxy. It is, yeah. Um, uh, Thunderbolt Ross, Red Hulk, interesting. Uh, mm. Otto Octavius, creating the superior Venom. <laughs> that just sounds like someone who like wanted to be better than everyone else, but wasn't very good at coming up with names. Uh, that, that, I must say, the superior Venom just sounds like if Venom was a Nazi. Ninety yeah. percent of these in brackets currently deceased. It's basically Venom's got a track record. <laughs> yeah, whereas at least people on purpose or by accident. <laughs> He's like the ultimate Black Widow. He gets with you, and then when you leave, he when he leaves, you, you die. <laughs> like... I've just seen something that I completely forgot about, which was that uh, Wolverine once bonded with the Carnage symbiote. Yes, he did. Uh, okay, that just sounds like bad news all over. I yeah, mean, honestly, uh, yeah. Captain America has also bonded with it, um, and so has the Thing and Hawkeye. Would it be a really rock-covered symbiote if it bonded with the? I need thing? to see this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
like honestly i'm i'm like is it orange and rocky but it looks kind of like venom like that's my question there are actually no pick oh nope that's a lie um <laughs> it's it's a red very weird looking thing with some like pulsating red like tentacles like going around it oh okay. kinky that and it looks weird it's in a uh, it's in one where what it looks like all of the Fantastic Four get their own symbiotes and it's pretty much all carnage. Oh, that's a bit boring. You'd think they'd do something like slightly different for each one. Yeah, like stick an anti-carnage in there, because why not? Yeah, exactly. Because when they ran out of ideas of Venom, they were like, anti-Venom! Basically, yeah. <laughs> We've got a female Venom, one. She-Venom. She-Venom. Agent Venom? <laughs> Venom <laughs> Mark Two, Super Venom. <laughs> and this leads us into our main topic of today. And funnily enough, Venom is going to come up. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought I'd plan this? Oh my I God, didn't. it's like a it's perfect segue. Exactly. <laughs> From all this talk of Venom, today's topic are movies that you actually kind of enjoyed but the fandoms and the reviewers and the moviegoers tell you no, you can't like that flipping movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which, after talking in the last issue about toxic fandoms, I think it just works. I mean, standard, yeah. There are some yeah. very toxic fandoms and there are some movies that, you know, you like, but it's like a guilty pleasure that you like and you don't tell anyone that you actually like that movie. Like, you don't even tell your family you watch it. You just scuttle up to your room, put it on, on your TV and just, like... Yeah, there. your headphones mom, in because you, you can't, yeah. they can't, like, you, they can't know that you're watching this right now. <laughs> your mum walks in and you just pretend that you're, like, watching pornography just so they don't yeah. know you're watching this it's film. it's far less awkward for them to, be, to think you're banging one out than you're enjoying it. <laughs> This is how we found out, guys, that Tyler did indeed download the live on-stage cut of One Direction. And uh, I actually like One Direction. I don't mind some of their songs, like some they of their make, later stuff. They make Thank you for coming to Into the Nerdverse, guys. <laughs> we will never be back again. Um, Paolo, you just said you didn't mind the Green Lantern film. Like We'll discuss that in a minute, but honestly, I'm considering disowning you. <laughs> <laughs> Disowned Barlow. Before we get, like, he just looked like a really sad puppy. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get to Sammy's uh, threats, uh, we will discuss the Venom movie because I think all three of us enjoyed it. I liked it. I really liked it. My mum liked it. My mum liked like superhero films. Oh, my mum's a huge Spider-Man fan, so like. She she really enjoyed it. I I I thought it was great. I in, really thoroughly enjoyed uh, Tom Hardy's portrayal of Eddie Brock. I liked how funny it was. Yeah, like fuck it, it's an enjoyable movie. One of my favorite things about um, Tom, uh, Tom Harding as Eddie Brock throughout the entire Venom movie is he doesn't have like a rich shirtless scene. He's just nope. constantly in a hoodie and pair of joggers and looks like he's on the biggest hangover of his life. Yeah. The whole way through. He's sweating profusely. He just looks like shit. Yeah. And it's amazing. And I think that's a really good thing that they did because at the end of the day, like, that's the way the character should be. He shouldn't be seen as hot or fit yeah. or like the eye candy thing. Like, it would have been so easy to be like, oh, yeah, Tom, we're just going to get you to take your shirt off for this bit. But they didn't. And I think that that was a very smart idea. 
It was, and it just it, it it actually gave Eddie Brock and Tom Hart Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock a bit of depth as a character, rather than look how mm. muscular I am. Yes, I think, exactly. I think with the Venom movie, like I loved it the first time I saw it, and then I was disappointed when I found out that like Tom Hardy said himself, like two of his favorite scenes were cut from the film like a week before. And yeah, it was, that sucks. And it was because yeah. Sony decided last minute, and it was so last minute. It was a couple of days before the premiere where Sony decided we don't want this film to be a 15 anymore. Let's make it a 12. Yeah, that can always be an issue with um, like not just Sony, but like when it comes to like the like film franchises in general, when it comes to creating something that's already existed. Because I remember there being the whole um, uh, stink kick up about uh, when Deadpool was finally announced that it was going to be a film that everyone was mad that it wasn't an 18 because the difference there though is the fact that it was originally released x-rated in america and we're very different over here so what's x-rated america what's their 18 rated uh Mm. we're still allowed to be a 15 yeah um and that is why like i didn't agree with a lot of the hate on the deadpool one because i actually in america it's still at the time was still considered an 18 it's just yeah. because we have very different television rights and actually humor wise we're a lot more lenient yeah the word fuck isn't limited in our country so yeah. it's the, like this is an actual known thing so um i can't remember which country it was it might have been america but i'm pretty sure i read that if a film has the f word more than five times it has to be classed well, as a X-rated film. It's like so over here we have it with the C word, which I'm actually trying not to say on podcast. Um (laughs) This is going on Spotify, Sammy. I said I said that word I said that word on um Bandit's podcast. It's fine. Fine. Right. Um You can just bleep me. It's not that hard to edit. True. Um (laughs) and the thing. The thing that got me with it is, so I found out with the C-bomb, you're not allowed to say it any more than three times unless, it, and then it will have to be an 18 movie, Yeah. which is why in Hot Fuzz, why in all of the Cornetto trilogy, you'll see it not just said, but it's like written on paper somewhere or yes. like it's just kind of hinted at. And it was just like, because we want to see how we were going to do it. We're going to do it three times. So it stays mm-hmm. as a 15, but we're going to walk the line with it. Yeah. Like, and I really like, and that just shows, like in America, as soon as you say that word once, it's an eighteen. Like, oh yeah, hundred percent. Well, that's because um, they, they see it as an insult over here. It's also a term of endearment. Yeah, this is yeah, true. and in Australia, like you say it once, oh, it's and constant. it's still allowed. To, yeah, it's still allowed to be a PG. Let's be honest. Like, yeah. if you don't say it in Australia, are you really Australian? Exactly, and I think the thing is as well is like I've noticed with like most films and that that there is like a classification of swear words like to like how serious they are they've been put in categories so something like bitch isn't as bad as saying shit and then shit isn't as bad as saying fuck and you know so on and so forth. yeah it's well it's one of those things like my for instance my parents don't like swearing um but like i know i could get away with saying certain words Mm. like and then there are certain words where I know I will be told to move out very quickly if I said them. I see. Um, and then, but like, I think it's this thing with Disney as well. And it's one of the reasons why I'm worried about the Deadpool movie when it comes out. <laughs> Disney have a contract where if it's specifically a Disney movie, you're not allowed to have the headings, visible smoking, 
or uh, doing drugs uh, in on on the screen. It can be done off screen in reference, but it can't mm. be done. Now, as far as I'm aware, since they've taken over Fox, they've stopped doing that to movies that come under a branch company. So mm-hmm. Disney might be able to do it by saying, oh, yeah, it's 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 the Fox brand or it's the MCU. But like in an actual Disney movie, if they decide, no, this isn't Marvel anymore, this is Disney, then we will never see anything like that. And I think that will ruin Wolverine as well. Yeah. yeah. This is why I'm worried about Venom and Carnage being done by Disney because yeah. it's... It's one of those, Carnage cannot be done in a way where there is nothing like bloodthirsty elements. No, exactly. Venom probably could, but Carnage can't. Even though he likes to bite people's heads off. Yeah, but Carnage... like off their heads and put them in the corner. (laughs) Carnage is a murderous sociopathic symbiote that has latched onto an even more murderous and sociopathic human making just like this natural killer that yeah. in itself is Marvel's version of Alien because it yeah. just murders for sport. Yeah, it murders because it can. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I really like the idea that at some point we might see Wolverine versus yeah. Alien because it's Marvel's version of Predator versus Marvel's version of Alien. So like... Yeah, basically. Well, here's the difference between Carnage and Alien. Carnage doesn't like lay eggs that spews out vagina looking creepy things that lays babies in in like other little carnages inside you oh my god could you imagine a chest buster coming out looking like a tiny version of carnage i would genuinely shit my pants and move to another planet yeah but i still think it'd be rather entertaining i'd be like oh go on then latch onto me fuck it. it it just comes out of your chest and it's just like murder it's got the little, little, the little like arms already. Is murder? Is there anything about the Venom film that you actually didn't like? But is there um, anything you agree with the popular beliefs of? Um. No. <laughs> I, I actually, uh, yeah, I can't find a complaint with that film. I actually do thoroughly enjoy every aspect of it. Like, I can and I can agree with some people saying that it's oversimplified. Like, I get that aspect, but I still thoroughly enjoy the film. See, this is my argument when people say stuff like that. It's a movie. Like, they have to do so much build-up in one thing. Yeah. Like, if you ever watch an anime, they take the entire first season to, like, do stuff like that. Or in yeah. TV shows, like... For instance, The Mandalorian. Imagine if, if that was a, a film, like, we, we wouldn't have much because, yeah. like, that's why I say... quests. Well, yeah, exactly. Mm. To be fair, Mandalorian is 90% fetch quest. But, yeah. <laughs> like, the thing, and this is why a lot of ways I'm starting to see, starting to be very happy that we're doing a lot of TV shows because there's so much more you can do and you can take longer to do things. Whereas in a film, you have to make sure you understand that character fully after their first movie. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. get that. 100%. Yeah. I know that obviously there was also the complaints of people being like, oh, but Venom's a villain. Why isn't he a villain? And no, I'm he's an like, anti-hero. Come exactly, on. Exactly. He is an anti-hero. But it's, I get that when people start saying Deadpool's a hero. He's not. He is no. also an anti-hero. anti-hero. He but is, at yeah. the same time, as a very as a modern day comic book fan, to me, Batman, also not a hero. Anti-hero. He had a suit. Yeah, d- d- yeah. He's not a superhero because money is not a superpower. No, if it was, 
Sammy and I would have super friends. Like, genuinely. Some of my friends would be so super. Like, (laughs) yeah. If you could pay, if you could actually pay money to have superpowers, Chance would no longer cosplay Spider Man. He would be Spider Man. Actually, I think technically Chance would be the Flash because he's obsessed with super speed. I wonder wonder who that reminds me of, Barlow. Who does that I, remind me I of? am also obsessed with super speed. Like, you love speeders, speed, speedsters so much. A, a combination of Spider-Man and the Flash, you know, he'd be really quickly shooting his web. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Sammy. Very, 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 very short videos on his spicy account. <laughs> yes. One second. We're not, we're, <laughs> I was going to say, we're not promoting that on here. Um, <laughs> God damn it. Right. Um, the one that I want to speak about before we get to where I end up receiving more hate than ever before um, is a character we've mentioned so far, and it's not Green Lantern, is uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Because so many people hated that movie. There is one part of that film that I hate with an abundant passion, and that is the bit where they're running towards Professor X with his ship and the green screen is atrocious. The oh, CGI yeah, is really awful. Bad. Like it, is it also, it's modern day. Uh, it's modern day Professor X, but instead he's standing up, and they tried to make him look younger, but actually they've just made him look plastic. And yeah. then, like you've got the green screen behind them, and then you've it looks like they're just running towards it slowly, and you can tell that he's in front of a green screen, but they're part of the green screen, and it makes no sense. Like it, yeah. I, ju- I didn't get that. Or it was like they filmed it all and then put it onto a green screen, like reflected it, and then videoed the green screen. It, it I don't get that bit. But that film, Remy LeBeau, yeah, was incredible. Yeah, Will Smith can somehow act. Will yeah. Smith, you mean Will I Am? Will yeah, I Am, I same say. one. Yeah, same guy, same guy. No, it's, yeah. That's two very. Different I know. Guys. I'm just playing it off. Um, and. Like, was it Leave? Is it someone Leave Schneider? Someone like that? The guy uh, who played yeah, Sabretooth. Leave Schneider. Uh, Schreiber. I can't pronounce it. Something like that. Was brilliant as Sabretooth. Like, yeah. And I thought actually it was a very very well done film. It was a lot better. I say that that Will Schneider's um, Sabretooth was a lot better than the original version of Sabretooth they came up with in uh, the first X Men. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yes, we all hate Deadpool at the end. But, oh my god, that was the worst thing they could have done. But yeah. if, if it wasn't for X Men Origins Wolverine, we wouldn't have the Deadpool we have now. No, they this have is Ryan Reynolds. As but it's Wilson. not just that. Even as Deadpool fans, the first time you watch that film, don't really pay attention. That's not Deadpool. That is just Wade. Like, oh, that's this is Wade the thing. with his mouth shut and yeah. shut, and you know. I never saw uh, it as Deadpool until after. Yeah. Um. And yeah, now I look back I at seem, it, I hate it more now. But... I seem to remember um, watching it in the cinema and when he came out like that with his mouth shut and things like that. And I, I, I turned to my friend and went, is that supposed to be Deadpool? And they looked at me and went, oh my God. Uh, and we just got very angry in the cinema quite quickly. <laughs> A lot of people got very angry in the cinema. <laughs> like, there is been two genuine emotions i've seen like shown at perfect movie points in films number one was that the utter disappointment when that was dead the deadpool reveal 
Yeah. And the other one was the sheer excitement of Captain America being able to wield, uh, wield Mjolnir in uh, Endgame. Those oh, yeah, are the I've two been... times where people have genuinely left their seats due to some form of emotion. I straight up almost peed uh, when Captain America wielded the hammer. I was like, oh, yeah. I got up, celebrated, and then remembered I was in a cinema. Yeah, I, that's a mood. I, was, I, I, I made a loud noise and I forgot I was on a plane. Oh, did you do that thing where you kind of like inhale real hard and go, ah! like Yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I squeaked a little bit as well. Like the woman next to me must have been like, what's this British guy doing? Because I was coming up from America. See, there's a one film that someone brought up to me today is a film that like they said everyone else hated, but they really enjoyed. And then I actually did straight up tell them they were wrong. Um, and I've never done that before. No, I've done that a few times, but I've never done it to someone that I'm not friends with. Like yeah. this was a literally case. They gave me this really, really good reason for why they thought it was a good movie. And I turned around, looked them dead in the eye, went, you're wrong. Stop watching films. Turn around. Please walk away. Hmm. They told me the last stand X-Men movie was worthwhile. Oh, yeah. No, it wasn't. No. It was diabolical. The only one I think that I... Other than the Green Lantern, but we'll talk about that later, Barley. We'll um, the only one that I think I could straight up say to someone you are completely wrong about is the Daredevil movie. What yeah. a crock of shit that was. <laughs> that like, film t- was the TV tragic. Sh- yeah, the TV show, fantastic. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, the movie, what? <laughs> Even Ben Affleck hates it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Ben Affleck is fully said the one biggest regret in his life was the Daredevil film. Yeah, he, he compared it to um, George Clooney saying he almost ended the Batman franchise. <laughs> like, you know, it was that bad. But... I liked George Clooney as Batman. I yeah, and we already, we, already, we already have issues because of that. Like, like let's I not don't, I don't agree. He did almost singly-handedly end that <laughs> franchise. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I, I, I think George Clooney as Batman was better than Christian Bale. I'm sorry. I think yeah, but that's wrong. But that's I think well I think what saved the Dark Knight the, the first Dark Knight film was Heath Ledger as the Joker. Yeah, Christian but, Bale was but Stacy this also comes from the fact you just don't like Christian Bale. I hate that man. <laughs> but also the fact that the Batman the Batman begins trilogy because uh, everyone calls it the Dark Knight trilogy, but they forget the Batman Begins was actually a good movie. Yeah, um, that was the one with Scarecrow in it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah the Dark Knight film. trilogy has been nominated for so many. It's one of known as one of the best trilogies of all time, mm. and there are many reasons for that. It is the most comic book accurate Batman we've had in modern day Batman's. Yep. It is not the most accurate Joker we've had. But <laughs> this is the thing, the Joker, there's so many different versions of the Joker. We've had yeah. the anarchist was Heath Ledger and he did it perfectly. The crazed gangster was uh, Jack Nicholson and he did it perfectly. He was fantastic, the, yeah. The, the crazy clown was Cesar Romero in the originals. Yep. And he did that perfectly. Um, then we had we had Gotham's Jerome, which again was done perfectly. I, I, I like Jerome. In then the we Gotham had Jared yeah, Leto's very... Suicide, Jared we, Leto's we suicide Squad. That. We ignore that one. But that no, doesn't exist. No. But this no. is the thing. This is the thing. I will never say the Suicide Squad film is good. I hated it. Because in my opinion, as soon as you say, we've got the Joker in this film, and then you put him in almost all of your trailers, 
you have to make him one of the main characters. Yeah, it's just a thing. Like, my main issue with Jared Leto's Joker is the Joker is not supposed to be buff or tatted up or hot or things like that. He's a maniac. Show me a comic, like an official comic, where he looks like a sex fiend. I say, so somewhere in the DC multiverse, that's what that's. There's Jared Leto's Joker, and he's actually um, Daddy Joker. I yeah, could, exactly. I, I, <laughs> I could actually send you one, like right now. I don't want to see it. Okay, and can we also not count the Joker in the first Arkham Knight game, in the first yes, um, Arkham game, where oh, he no. fucking injects himself with Bane serum or whatever? I mean, the hell it is. for me personally, the perfect Joker is Mark Hamill's voice interpretation of the, jo- of the Joker for the Batman cartoon series. Oh, exactly. That is, that is the Joker to me. Thing is, thing is, with Jared Lowe's Joker, I think he, play- he played the character that he was told to play. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, I thought voice-wise and the way he played the crazy, because actually so many people came up to me after that and were like, the Joker's not supposed to be a gangster. Technically he is. No, he is a gangster. That's the thing, like... What people forget to realise is the big three villains of Batman, the Riddler, the Joker, and the Penguin, technically all three of them are, to some level, gangsters. Because they all have their own goons underneath them. They all have pretty big armies, actually. To be fair, though, Jared Leto, in in terms of Marvel DC-wise, he has the opportunity to redeem redeem himself because he's playing Morbius in uh, the Marvel I'm film. so looking forward. To I am. I also. I'm, I'm looking. To, I'm looking forward to Matt Smith in that film as well. Yes. Yeah. But like, oh my god. Thing Morbius is, is a personal favorite of oh, mine. He's so incredible. I'm. I'm very excited for that film. He with See, Jared I think Leto. It's just been forgotten about slightly. That's all. I think Jared Leto was redeemed in his, even though he's only, only in for one scene, but the uh, the Snyder cut because the they Snyder got rid cut. Of, yes. They got rid of all his tattoos, which actually apparently he didn't want anyway. Yeah. Um, and everyone's raving about Joaquin Phoenix, but he's not the Joker. I'm sorry, he's not the Joker. Like I liked the film. I liked the Joker film if I didn't relate it to Batman. If I, I related yeah. it to like a man losing his mind um, because of everything he'd been through um, and wanting to make people laugh as a clown and things like that, then I enjoyed it. But I didn't like it as a this is the Joker from Batman. Well, yeah, especially like I'm sorry, but the Joker happens when Batman happens, like yeah. they coincide. You yeah, can't whereas... say this happened when actually it all happened before Bruce's parents were killed. Like, that is not, yeah, he may parents... have inspired the Joker down the line, but he's not the Joker, yeah, because didn't, um. Like, because his his parents get killed at the end of the film, don't they? Like during the riots, yeah. That the Joker, of course. The thing is, is that there's that whole thing that is like the Joker does not exist without Batman, and Batman does not exist without the Joker. Yeah, but also on top of that, now there's obviously people are thinking there's going to be a sequel. I think yeah. that is a bad move for the film. It works very well as a standalone movie. It doesn't need a sequel. I don't want to see Joaquin Phoenix do it ever again. I don't like him as an actor. Never have, but he did do very well as the Joker. But when you watch that film again, the reason you like it the first time is the psychological impact it has. It Mm. does not have that after the first time you watch it. It doesn't have it ever again, and it no No. longer works. 
Did anybody else do the thing in the in in the theater where there was that scene where he's in the kids' hospital and he drops the gun and instead of being like <gasps> like everyone else in the theater was, you kind of just laughed. I didn't do it then. I well, no, I did laugh then. I laughed when the um, the uh, small guy was trying to get out of the room, panicking, and you just saw like him like brutally murder his friend, and he's yes. really struggling to reach the lock. I awkwardly laughed that I had so many people look at me like going, oh my God, you're a vile human. But I was like, mm-hmm. actually, I feel really uncomfortable right now. And for me, laughing is the only way to stop myself from feeling uncomfortable. Because I did have an emotional attachment to that movie, but only the first time I saw it. That's fair. I've did... never watched it, so I don't, I can't say anything on it. That's fair. I mean, I did a similar thing when I watched the frick- uh, the set, It Chapter 2. There's a scene in it where... Um, Oh no, it's it chapter one. Sorry, there's a scene in it where Pennywise has a disembodied arm and he uses it to wave at one of the kids. And I'm not gonna lie, like everyone else was disgusted, but I was pissing myself laughing because of this, like Bill Skarsgård's face while he just had this arm and was just waving it. (laughs) That is kind of funny. (laughs) It was hilarious. Uh, Can I say one film that I actually really like that everyone else is like, no, it's a shit film. Mm. Go on. Um, Star Wars Attack of the Clones I don't like it uh, Stacey knows full well that it is one of my least favourite Star Wars movies that's understandable I, 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 I and I understand that it's a shit film <laughs> like it's just bad like the acting is atrocious but the acting in the prequels in themselves are bad um, mm-hmm. also like I don't know you can't rush over the Clone Wars that quickly like, I know, I, I, I agree with that. It's why I enjoyed the animated series. It's, yeah. yeah, which I had to force you after years of like pestering you to watch it, you finally watched it. <laughs> um, and it, it's just, yeah, it's just a bad movie. If like, it might, it's not a bad movie. I think, as I said on issue two, there are no, none of the Star Wars movies are bad movies, but there are bad Star Wars movies. Yeah. And, like, The Last Jedi is, in my opinion, the worst Star Wars movie. It fails on all levels. There is one good thing about that entire film, and it is simply the choreography in one scene. But it's still not a horrific movie, because if you watch it from an outsider's eye, you can enjoy that film. But mm. as a strong, obsessive Star Wars fan, it boils you to your inner core, and you hate it and want it to burn. Standard. Yeah. Uh, one thing you can say that you can, one thing you cannot deny that redeems the Clone Wars ever so slightly. Oh, it's the the sound of the seismic charges from yes. Uh, Slave One. Yes, the seismic charge. Love that sound, and will always love that sound till my but very the, dying breath. But again, you can't say a sound effect redeems an entire movie. I don't know. So Bulba's pod redeems um, Phantom Menace for me. No, what what redeems Phantom Menace is Darth Maul and Qui Gon. Like that's literally. Uh, yeah, no, Fez, I actually got to give you that one. Like, okay, so we're going to get on to my one, which I know I'm going to get hate for. One film I actually, I, I enjoy it. It's entertaining. I know it's bad, but I, I'm entertained by it. Is Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern movie. Go uh, on. I, honestly, that film was the biggest fucking letdown I have ever had in a movie, but well, not any movie of any time, but 
the biggest it, it's just everything's wrong and the thing was it was interesting to finally see a green lantern movie because they started bringing back obviously like superman batman blah 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 blah, blah. and i was like oh green lantern's one that always seems to get looked over what the fuck did they do (laughs) they've got it looked over indefinitely now yeah they they cut there is no chance in the next decade there is going to be another green lantern standalone film they might bring him into the justice league or something like that well they're doing green lantern corp so it's going to be like the entirety of the green lanterns yeah that's gonna it's still gonna get a bad rap it's so bad oh no Why? they've revealed they've they've shown what the green lantern outfit looks like because they did it in justice league that actually looks pretty good as long as it's not fucking animated this time please that's don't make the suit green that's or animated so, it was so bad my thing is i can watch that film and genuinely like i can have a laugh i can enjoy myself um there are certain movies like i can't watch attack of the clones and actually have a good time like I physically can't. I re- I've re- I I will watch it when I'm binging the Star Wars movies because I have to. Like that's literally why I do it. The Whereas the Green time. Lantern, I know I can enjoy because Ryan Reynolds and it's also how he met his wife. And then also like yeah, the super suit is awful. But like you think, look at the actors in it as well. It's like, got a the, very, very strong cast. The thing is, though, and that's what makes it such a letdown, though, is it's such a bad movie and had a great cast. But honestly, the only way I can watch the Green Lantern movie is if I have it on mute and I'm just looking at Ryan Reynolds. That's the only way I can watch it. And then the moment he puts the suit on, I turn it off because it's just horrible. So you, you watch Green Lantern, you're just like, Ryan Reynolds, so dreamy. Oh, the fuck is that? What is, that, what is that green abomination that is touching his body right now? Yeah. You ruined some, Ryan. Some honourable mentions that people told me to say, but I disagree with. Uh, for the Dark World, uh, someone told to me to say, I hate it. What was yours? It's not uh, MCU-based, but um, one film that I thoroughly enjoyed that got like a massively bad rap was The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Oh my I love God. that movie. Such a good film. Yeah, it's I, a fantastic film, and it got bashed so I think, hard. I think it the did. reason why it got bashed, though, and, oh, that does lead me to another one. I think the reason why it got bashed is the reason why the one I'm going to suggest next got bashed is because of how much money the film cost and yeah. how much it lost. Um, and the film that I'm going to relate this to as well is the John Carter movie, because I, I love, love John Carter, yeah. but it's, it's Disney's film. biggest flop. But it was their fault. They spent unholy amounts of money on it. It was the most expensive movie they've ever made. And then they didn't promote it. Yeah. Yeah. F in the chat. <laughs> I will put it in the Zoom chat. I'll lob an F in there as there well. But there no, I, I freaking loved that film. I thought it was fantastic. It's one of my favourite films with Nicolas Cage in it. Like... I don't like Nicolas Cage, but I have filmed... Like, there are films he's done... Where they're some of my favourite movies. But I, just I don't actually, like Nicolas Cage. I, I actually do like Nicolas Cage's Ghost Rider as well. So do I. I agree with you. I the first, the second one, not so much, but the no, first I've Ghost got, Rider, yeah, the, I enjoyed. The, the, the second one could fuck off for all I care, but the first one, I I, I will happily watch on the well, Friday night with some popcorn yeah. and a fucking hot chocolate. But that's the thing. The first one is a good movie. Like it actually, and like it did well, and like a lot of people like it. I hope to God we never see Nicolas Cage do it again, mm. but that's because and it's the episode of Community where they ask Abed, is he a good actor? And he can't answer the question. 
because mm. like he is in so many good movies as the main character yeah. but actually is Nicolas Cage a good actor well, or were those movies good no matter who played the role I get what you mean because obviously he was in Mandy and Mandy is a fantastic film um and I was slightly impressed with his performance but it's not anything I don't think someone else could have done um, well, I think The Rock and Lord of War are two of my all-time favorite films they're in my top they're in my top 10 yeah um he is the main character in both, but he's not the bits that I remember from those movies. Mm. Like, yeah, I get what you mean. But the same thing can also be said when it comes to the saying about Ghost Rider. The same thing of like the first one being great, the second one being ugh, uh, is Hellboy. Oh, I lo- uh, what the Ron Perlman Hellboy? Yeah, Ron Perlman Hellboy. This is when I say this gives wow. me a new one. I liked the uh, Golden Army. Did you actually? I liked the Golden Army. I wasn't a fan. I like the Golden Army simply for Seth MacFarlane's character. I like the new Hellboy as well. I haven't seen it because I don't. I don't want to taint my perceptions. You, you, you don't want to taint Ron Perlman. Like the Ron Perlman is they made was such it... a good casting for Hellboy. Amazing. The issue um, is they made yeah. the new one a comedy, and it just put me off from the promotion. But here's the thing, like, but here's the thing with the new Hellboy is like you read the Hellboy comic books, which I love. It's yeah, some it's, of my favorites. It's sarcastic, it's humorous, it's gory, and you miss some of that in Ron Perlman's Hellboy. And mm-hmm. in the new Hellboy, they they have that. They have the the gore and the gritty, and it's dirty. It's like um, it's like I like the original Judge Dredd film with Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, but I also like the new Dread film with Carl Urban mm-hmm. because they had Judge Dread perfected as Sylvester Sloan, the jawline, the voice, the outfit, the big cheesy outfit at that. Yeah. Uh, but they got the environment right in Dread. It was gritty. It was like, oh, God, ah, they, the drugs in everything about the second Dread film is perfect. And everything about the first Dread film, the only good thing is Sylvester Stallone as Dread. Yeah, I get what you mean. I do, I do agree with you in that. Like, so, so even though, like, so the same same principle for Hellboy, they got the character spot on with yeah. uh, Ron Perlman, but yeah. the environment is where it's perfected in the new Hellboy. Yeah, I right. think it was the second one that had the two th- fairies in, and they freaked me the fuck out as a child. They still give me nightmares to this day. Yeah, they're horrible. Like right. I, ugh. I have uh, a list of movies that go under the term movies I like, but everyone else hates. Okay, right. this is where we can judge not just ourselves but other people too. Sounds good. <laughs> now I'm going straight into IMDb first because I feel like these are the guys I rely on for my movie reviews. Yeah, same. Them and so, tomatoes. Yeah. to make you to make Stacy a bit triggered, Judge Dredd is number twenty-seven. It's an amazing film, but it had well, a lot well, of. Hate. I like. I, I I understand why you got the hate. Sylvester Stallone is just. Um, some of these movies I've never heard of before. Um, so we're going to do the top twenty. We're going to do the top twenty because I've heard of some of these. So number twenty, Meet the Spartans. I hated that film. That was tragic. It, it was, was awful. horrible. Yeah, it was a well, it was a mock bluster of three hundred, and it wasn't a good one at that. Yeah, no, um, it was poorly done. Nineteen strike, strike commando. I've never heard of it. No, neither have I. Uh, Eighteen Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. I like that movie. I'm going to be honest. The it, acting it, is it's awful. Okay. 
it's uh, not my least favorite. It's not my favorite. <laughs> Number seventeen, Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. <laughs> I like it. I like it, man. I'm sorry. Guess what number 16 is with this theme? Uh, oh, Phantom Menace. Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. What? Double-ended lightsabers. <laughs> True. Darth Maul. <laughs> and, and, and the Duel of Fates. Number 15, I disagree that anyone could like this movie. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Film oh, is such a letdown. I, I love the other. In, I love the other Indiana Jones films, but the moment they brought fucking aliens into Indiana Jones was the day that my yeah. love for those that franchise died. Look, look, history, adventure, archaeology, aliens. Nope, sorry, you can piss off now. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> you uh, you scratched off an X there, my dude. You win nothing. <laughs> we have and uh, fourteen a film called Postal, which I've never heard of before. No, I'm not aware of it. 13, Alone in the Dark. Uh, 12, that was a bad movie. That was a bad movie. Yeah. 12, a film called Blood Rain. Oh, yeah, that sucked. I've seen it. It sucks. 11, I completely agree. Resident Evil Extinction. God, yeah. Oh, my (laughs) God. Number 10, the 2010 version of Sammy's favourite movie, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, it sucks. No, I have yeah. a whole thing this to is... say about this. Oh, <laughs> this, is, this is why I brought it up. No, right, so, original Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, Robert England, fucking fantastic franchise, absolutely love it. Yes, it gets silly nearer the end of things. What they did with the 2010 Nightmare on Elm Street, they made Freddy Krueger a paedophile. Why? He was already a child murder murderer. You know, he can be hated enough for that. There was absolutely no necessity, like no reason to make him a pedophile at all whatsoever. And also the fact that the makeup artist must have been blind because they made him look like a testicle. Yeah, it's yeah. You want to hear Sammy's full rant? It is on the Treehouse podcast from two weeks ago. Yeah, I absolutely kicked off and went (laughs) off at this film um, for about a good ten minutes straight. Yeah, because that whole one was on uh, remakes, wasn't it? It was on remakes of horror films, and we go into depth about uh, my hatred of the Nightmare on Elm Street remake and Holly's hatred of uh, the Pet Cemetery remake, which again was just awful. But but then again, the Pet Cemetery in itself was not good. So no, it was never a good idea in the first place. Like (laughs) good book, bad movie. Like it just doesn't fit. Uh, Number nine, I agree with this. Halloween two. I don't mind it. It's not my least favorite of the Halloween franchise. Never this one I disagree time, with. Number eight, Halloween. Which version? The original or the... 2007. 2007. The, no, the 2007 Halloween was a bit of crap. I enjoyed it because I watched it before I watched the main Halloween. That's fair. Number seven. Stacy, be prepared. We're coming at you. Batman Forever. <laughs> Sucks. It's so bad. It's, it's so bad. And this is the issue. When you think Jim Carrey is great in it, Tommy Lee Jones yeah. is great in it, it's yeah. just the scenes that they're not in suck. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, if they're in it, it's enjoyable. If anyone else yeah. is in it, no. As like like the cartoon-esque version of the Riddler, like Jim Carrey was perfect casting. Yeah. And I do think the person, I know the person, he's not playing him in the DC Universe because they've, they've cast someone and he's going to be the main bad guy in the next Batman movie with Robert Pattinson. I really want to see Jim Parsons play the Riddler. You know what? Fair. Yeah, yeah. I, I could see that. 
Mm. I, I'd be very happy with that. Right. I'd be all right with that too. Number six, you're going to have to tell me which one this is because me and Stacey have had a full-blown argument about which order these movies come in before. Number six is Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Which one is that? That's four. <laughs> That's Transformers 4. Uh, see, we've had arguments before where we can't work out which order they go in because after one, it gets very confusing. Well, one, two, and three, and then it's Revenge of the Fallen. Uh, well, I guess that if it's number four, yeah. Yeah. But, like, that's the one where Shia LaBeouf was no longer in it and it was Mark Wahlberg and it was just awful. Ah, see, this says stars Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox. Oh, so that would be... (laughs) Oh, my God. So that would be... No, (laughs) no, because Megan Fox wasn't in three. She left after two, so that's got to be two. (laughs) This is the thing about Transformers. Genuinely, no one knows which one is which. None of the first one exists. And then after that, we know Bumblebee. Anything between (laughs) those two movies... Doesn't matter what they're called or what order they go in. No one cared. Yeah, me no, and Barlow I... argued about this for an hour straight about the order of the Transformers. And we were both films. wrong. Yeah, well, that was... it's got to be number two because if you've got Megan Fox in it, she left after Transformers two because of the like uh, disagreement with the, the the director or something, and it got that that blonde girl. I can't remember her name. Yeah, she I came in for the third film. Um, um, Zombie creeping flesh is a five. I've never seen that. Never heard of it. Oh, this one's an interesting one. Uh, House of the Dead at number four. That was bad. Yeah, it's not good. Number three, the uh, the 1998 Godzilla movie. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, agree. I like the new Godzilla. This could ruffle some feathers. Uh, Number two, Terminator Salvation. I didn't like it. A lot. I I thought it was okay, but like a lot of people, that's one of those movies that does have a cult following. Yeah, it's for, true. A, for, for a Terminator film, it was mediocre at best. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, and then number one, according to IMDb, is the movie 2005 Doom. Yeah, it wasn't good. Yeah, it's like the game. I, I, I don't acknowledge its existence. That's fair. <laughs> oh my God, I've just seen what this website have said at number two. They've got Atlantis, The Lost Empire. I'm sorry, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> like... How can they have that movie at that? And this is when I realised it's not the movie that I thought it was. This is when I realised it. Yeah, no, that movie is good. Is this, How is have this you got the, that at number two? Is this the animated movie? Yes. What? Yeah, that's some bullshit going on there. I blame oh, they've the got a number eight, but still. They've got if, a ten, if, Unbreakable. I like Unbreakable. I take it or leave it, if I'm honest with me. No, I like Unbreakable. If, Unbreakable if, they, if, if they have Treasure, Treasure Planet on there, I am literally going to flip my shit. Yeah, do, I'm, I'm like, going to yeet out a window if Treasure if, Planet is if, on this if list. They, if they did, this would be my last ever podcast. Uh, <laughs> like, I, uh, number this, nine. To this oh, sorry, day, I still want Morph tattooed on me. I yes. really want Morph <laughs> tattooed on me. Number nine, we got Punch Drunk Love. I can't remember mm. what movie that is. I've mm. never seen it. Number eight, they had Atlantis, The Lost Empire. Wrong. Uh, number seven, oh, wrong. oh, I like this film, but I know a lot of people don't. Hancock. I love Hancock. It's I okay. I, I, can, I can watch it quite I happily. wasn't a huge fan of the ending, but I really enjoyed the scene of, like, the call me an asshole what, more time, and he just throws the kid in the air. Like... <laughs> um, this one is controversial because I think it's the only good movie in this entire franchise. The Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian. I mean, Dawn Treader sucked ass. 
Yes. Dawn Treader was awful. Like it was yeah. horrid. Yeah. Um. I didn't mind Prince Caspian, but I I think the first one's still probably my the one I like the most. I wouldn't say favorite because it, it's not like a huge. Thing it's the me. one I could withstand for about an yeah. hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Number six, Star Trek Nemesis. Um, agreed. Yeah, I haven't Just seen it. So. Uh, number four, The Cable Guy. I can't really remember that movie. Oh, I've heard Cable, of it. Jim, Ca- Carey. Jim Carrey. Yeah, oh. it's, um, it was one of his ones. It is a very hit or miss one for him. Um, I wouldn't say it's horrific, but it's not. As, a, as far as a Jim Carrey movie goes, it's not his best. Yeah. Because this uh, was during his peak of like the 90s where he was doing like Ace Ventura and that. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, number three, The Matrix Reloaded. Yeah, such yeah, as hundred percent. There Awful is like movie. so. I was watching a um a, a a video the other day by Jack Howard who was talking about the fact he's never watched the Matrix sequels because he wanted to remain pure to the first Matrix film, and he swore he would never watch a Matrix sequel because he knows how bad they are. But obviously, the announcement for the new Matrix came out, and he's really tempted to watch it because it does look really good. Yeah, it does. And I think the thing thing for me is The Matrix 1, it doesn't live up to the hype it gets given. Like, it's a great, it's a good movie, but it's not an iconic one, in my opinion. Like, no, it's it's the same thoughts that I have about the first Friday, the 13th movie. It's not a good film. Yeah. Number two, Spider Man 3. I hated Spider Man 3. (laughs) No. I'll be honest, I can't. I remember bits, but it's one of those movies that, like, I know I watched a lot growing up, but I can't remember much of it. Like, well, it had Venom and Sandman in it. That's all. I yeah, and about. and Hobgoblin. But that's it. Yeah, like yeah. that's it. Yeah. Um, I, I I only watched Spider Man one and Spider Man two growing up. Uh, I watched Spider Man three once growing up, and then I just never wanted it bought on my on a DVD. Yeah, literally, I watched it once, and I don't think I've watched it since. But I stand by that the second Spider Man film is the best in that like Tobey Maguire franchise. To be fair, yes. I stand by the fact that Tom Holland is the best Spider Man, but Spider Man two is the best Spider Man movie. Yeah. Uh agree to disagree. I like Tom Holland and he's definitely like as an encompassing both Peter Parker and Spider-Man, he is definitely the best. Um but it's a case of when you separate them like with the others, Andrew Garfield's the better Spider-Man, but Tobey Maguire's the better Peter Parker. See, so. a lot of people would say that yeah, a lot of people have been saying that, but it's the case of Tom Holland is the one that merged them the best. Yeah. And I totally agree with you. I still wouldn't say he's personally yeah. my favorite of Spider-Man, but I, I agree think... with everyone saying that he's the most accurate Spider-Man and Peter Parker. I didn't I didn't dislike Andrew Garfield. In my opinion, he is the worst. Like I think that he mm. did Spider-Man better than Tobey Maguire, but overall I thought he was the worst. I think um, that the films let him down though. Well, as well. The, I well, think this he is, could have been good, but this is the thing. My favorite Marvel character, villain-wise, hands down, is Electro. Always has been for the years I've been reading comics. Yeah. They butchered him in the movie by oh, making they everything about Electro was taken away. He wasn't crazy. Mm-hmm. He wasn't like completely off his rocker. He was like a depressive. It doesn't fit the character. Yeah. Um, and I even, like, I know for a fact, even Jamie Foxx has said he hated that version. He yeah. only came back because they were like, right, you know what Electro needs to be, do it. And that's the that's only reason fair. why he's come back. Um, number one, according to this, is X-Men 3, but I refuse to believe that any people like that movie. I just refuse. 
Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, the whole Jean Grey thing at the end was kind of weird, and yeah. What I do love is they have honourable mentions, and you're going to love where they've gone with this. Okay. Right, we have uh, Fast and Furious Four, Fast and Furious Six, Fast and Furious Seven, Fast and Furious Eight. Uh, <laughs> so basically, uh, everything after Tokyo Drift. Yeah, basically. Apart from Five, <laughs> like because to be fair, Five was banging. It was I a haven't good seen film. Five. I, okay. stopped, I think I, I stopped wa- watching after Tokyo Drift. I'll be honest, <laughs> Five is my favourite. Like, Five is a great movie. To- um, Tokyo Drift is the best Fast and Furious which film. One's, which one's the one where freaking The Rock and Ludacris are in it? And it's That's like, five. Better, better hide that big ass forehead, that bit. That's probably Five. Okay, because I like that clip because like that's like a, a accidental scene. Like the rock just came out with that line, and Ludacris like spat out water like from actually laughing. Yeah, and Roman yes. just were just yeah. Oh, was yeah. it Tyrese Gibson? No, what's is that? His name? Tyrese? It might have been Tyrese. Tyrese, Tyrese yeah, yes, he's Tyrese the one Gibson because he's got a big, big bold. And him and Dwayne Johnson have an unfeeling hatred of each other. Hence, um, the better had that big ass forehead. It's insane how much they hate each other. Like everyone was saying, like trying to build up this belief that uh, it was uh, Dwayne Johnson and Vin Diesel had that hated each other. But yeah. then, like Vin was like, "We don't joke about this now because, like, there actually is hatred on set. Like, I'm not part of it, but yeah. it's there. Like, they don't there, want to be on the same in the a, room together." There wasn't there a rumor that because um, of you saying the Vin Diesel the Rock thing, there, were, there was like a rumor that they had to CGI all this, like the Rock and Vin Diesel scenes together because they wouldn't perform together. Yeah, like, it was this. It was this entire bit. Like the Fast and Furious films have really started to change how they promote their movies. Like, mm-hmm. this year, it was actually the company themselves that started the... Uh, you don't need that when you got family. When yes. those memes started, that was the company doing it to start the promotion of the next film, and it actually worked. Yeah, I hated and, like, those memes. Those I memes annoyed I... the shit out my, of me. To be fair, the only one I liked, it was the perfect TikTok video, in my opinion. It was just like, right, welcome to show and tell. Uh, what have we got here? Uh and it was just like, looked over, it was like, oh, Harry Potter, what have you brought with us? Oh, that's awesome. You've got an invisibility cloak, dude. Hey, Vin, what do you have? I got family. And then it's just like, <laughs> it just zooms in on Harry Potter. I was like, this is, this is God tier. But like, that was the only one I liked. Um, the other ones on this honorable mention are, again, very, uh, very specific to their approach. Uh, a Quantum of Solace, Casino Royale, Skyfall, Spectre. <laughs> See, I liked Casino Royale. I hated Quantum of Solace. That film can suck a I dick. liked Quantum of Solace. I Casino Royale, to me, every time I look back at it, I can't see it, remember it being any longer than like 40 minutes. Like no, see, I I like Casino Royale. It's Quantum of Solace that I was just like, why am I watching this? (laughs) I have only ever watched one James Bond film, and unfortunately, it was Skyfall. You call yourself a British movie like enthusiast, like. And on that bombshell, we move on to the next topic. Ah, yes. Again, not rip this off for anyone, but this is the part that I call Jewel of Fates. Um. Totally. Oh, <laughs> and we're going to do the air horn version now. <laughs> um, I'm going to give you two people and you've got to tell me who would win in a fight. Okay. Right. And we're going to mix this up. So we have Doomsday from DC versus Carnage. 
Doomsday. Doomsday. Without a shadow of a sound. I thought you were going to put Doomsday next to Dark Side for a second, and I was going to be like, oh, that'd be a fair fight, but Do- Doomsday would whoop Carnage's yeah. ass. You say that because he's going up against someone else in a minute. There's a reason why I made the first one easy. Oh, fair. Yeah, okay, Doomsday, fair. 100%. There's right, literally, Doomsday. there's no point, there's no point even arguing that fact. Doomsday would win. <laughs> this is this is where it could get interesting, you know, because Doomsday gets stronger when he absorbs energy. Carnage ain't going to do that. He could just absorb Carnage. But also, technically, Carnage could just take over Doomsday. And that's just an idea that I don't want in my head. <laughs> um, I don't now, think that's an was, idea anyone wants in this head. is where this is where I got thought I'd go interesting because it's actually using someone we read earlier. Uh, uh, Thanos after Riot Tear kind of consumes him. <laughs> <laughs> what, Carnage Doomsday versus Thanos Riot. Um, I'm going with Carnage Doomsday. He's gonna win oh no, I was, I was about normal Doomsday, but we go with that too. Oh yeah, no Doomsday would just still win. Yeah, Doomsday would win. <laughs> What about Darkseed versus Riot Thanos? What is it? Um, I'd say Darkseid. Yeah. Like, you granted, Thanos is powerful, but he's not Darkseid powerful. Because <laughs> didn't Darkseid almost kill Superman? Like... Um, a few times. A few times. Yeah. All right, yeah, then. I'm going dark side. <laughs> okay. Uh, venomed out Thor versus Doomsday. Doomsday. Doomsday still. <laughs> but it depends on when you look at it, because if he ends up, if this is after he becomes king of Asgard, then he wins hands down. Oh, yeah, is no, it, is, is, is if it was very... king of Asgard, Thor, maybe, yeah. Well, but The thing is, it depends, because when you look at it, if you're looking at the comic book version of Thor around the time of Thor itself, Thor wins hands down. Like he just does. If you look at the movie version of Thor, he is losing. Every time. This Unless is an interesting Ragnarok towards the end. Yeah. Here's a little interesting question. Um, if Venom takes over Thor, is Thor still worthy enough to lift Mahonier? Because Venom might not be worthy enough to lift it. I'd say that he wouldn't be worthy. Um so- so you think Thor wouldn't be able to lift Mjolnir? The, ish, the issue is, yeah, I agree. The issue is, it depends on the magic, because technically Thor himself is still worthy of Mjolnir, but Venom isn't. So the thing is, Venom is a symbiote and a parasite, meaning technically it's still Thor holding the hammer, but, unless but, he goes full Venom form. Well, but Venom technically latches onto their genetic makeup. So his DNA and Thor's DNA mixed together would no longer be Thor. But also, the idea of being having the will of Thor, it's due to like more so your morality and brain power. But that's that why I'm saying thing. that's why I think it depends on the magic. Because I don't, mm. there's still that blurred line of the magic of of Odin. Yeah. Well, like, well here's the thing. Uh, even though, if, like you see, like in many Venom symbiote takeovers is that the symbiote still induces some forms of psychosis and it, it does change the person's brain chemistry yeah so it could lead to an entire personality change or it could lead to such minor changes in their brain that it that it means he's not worthy because it's also uh, how thor sees himself uh, which yeah. helps him lift more yeah uh in the comics 
Um, it's by the look of it. Yeah, he still holds the hammer. Shit and hell. Ah. I disagree with that, but okay. Um, yeah, by the look of it, he still holds the hammer. I think that the uh, creators of Marvel need to rethink it's, some of it's, la- it's Lady Thor as well, um, so it's Jane Foster. Marvel uh, creators, if you are listening, uh, hire Sammy Dodger Mimes. Like, Marvel creators, if you're listening, do better. Um, like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Why would you do this to Stanley? I mean, honestly, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't think Stanley made Thor, so that's probably no, where they're didn't. going. Yeah. Yeah. And our next special guest is Stanley. From Beyond the Grave. Uh, yeah, I've taken up necromancy in my spare time. Uh, we just It's just an entire podcast of us just sitting in silence. Yeah. But we, <laughs> yeah. Can, we can hear them, the people just can't. They hear like little staticky like um, noises, like yeah, we, electromagnetic we, interference. We, 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 get, we get the treehouse cr- crew to come in and help us to communicate with him. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is a Stanley special, and it's just us playing Phasmo, just standing next to the ghost. Why are you not interacting with me? Yeah, just like, Stan, Stanley, are you there? Because <laughs> the parabolic sounds now work, so you can just stand next to him with the speaker, just going, come on, talk. <laughs> and you're just there, I'm getting EMF5, I'm getting EMF5. Don't say its name, I'm not. I'm asking if he liked Bruce Banner. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think? Uh, but Sammy, thank you for joining us today. It's okay, I enjoy myself. I'm glad. And uh, guys, if you haven't already, remember to go and listen to the other podcasts on the Robot Republic Network. Sammy Wait. is on two of them. I am. Uh, we have the Treehouse podcast focusing on horror. We have Recharge Wrestling. I bet you can't guess which one they do. And we have the Gaming Manifesto. And then you have us. Yes. We're you pretty fallen, great. You have fallen into the trap of this one. Next <laughs> week, we will have someone else here because haven't planned. Technically, that's, you know, next week for you guys is still like two weeks away for us. So we got time. We got time. It's all, t- it's all good. You got plenty of time. Exactly. We got lots of time. We can take our I time. I can't wait till it's we start like, time. I can't wait till we really start filming in advance. Like when we got like Comic-Con and then like another event back to back. I'm like, oh, well, we're Com- currently filming three weeks in advance. Yeah. The, the Comic-Con special is just going to take forever. I mean, I've already got the cosplaying guests. Wow. I've got, I've got the, I've got those set up. It's just getting. I've already got. I'm gonna message Chance for when Spider Man comes out. Oh, hundred percent, yeah. Um, I've spoke to Kai. Um, is like Kai is the only one I know. Like he's watched all of Loki up to date on whatever. He's up to date on stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's his birthday today, which for you guys was last week. Yeah, happy birthday, Kai, for today. But when you're yeah. listening to this, you're going to be old already. I can't wait to see you Friday. But by the time you hear this, I can't wait to have seen you on Friday. Yeah, literally. Uh, yeah. I don't know you, Kai, but happy birthday. He's pretty now, grand. You've now got to say, I hope you had a good birthday last week. I hope you had or a good birthday last week. Um, yes. Uh, drink water. Yeah, he ain't doing that. Right. <laughs> he's, he's drinking something, but it ain't water. <laughs> well, guys, thank you. We've been into the Nerdverse. I'm Bored Barlow. I'm Stacey Jacks. And for um, once, I'm going to... I'm me. <laughs> You're... And that is the famous uh, Sammy Dodger Minds of TikTok. And Ooh. I'm going to finally click the stop recording button on time. Peace.
Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.